Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at His Hard Line. Let's go! Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Uh, excuse me. Wow. That was a good way to start the show. <laughs> Greetings and salutations to all of you, ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at our side, because he is the host with the most, and he is in charge, and he is in the captain's chair, and at the helm and behind the wheel, therefore, he is steering our great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life, so welcome to his hard line. Today is Thursday, June 29th, 2023, and you are listening to episode 567, Frankenstein Chicken, and we'll be doing a reading out of Joel chapter one. So welcome to the show. Hope everybody's doing well. <clears throat> Excuse me. I tell you what, that was a little weird. Um, usually I'm typically pretty solid as far as, uh, you know, <laughs> my voice being good. But apparently something decided, Nah, we're going to trip them up here a little bit. No big deal. Whatever. So anyway, so um, I guess before we get started, I have to do my daily disclaimer, and for some of you who have been listening now for a couple uh, couple days now, I've added to it, and yes, it is a little longer than it typically normally is, and I'm going to keep it like that because I need to make sure that people don't misunderstand exactly who I am, where I come from, and you know what I represent and what my past is. So remember, as I always state periodically on this podcast, I am not a doctor or a holistic health expert. I don't wear a white coat on TV, and I don't play one. Excuse me, I don't wear a white coat, and I don't play one on TV. There we go get it together, Jason. Um, clearly, I'm not organized either, but I'm also not a financial advisor, a pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer, nor do I hold any title of nobility. I do not give out legal advice. I do not have a political degree, and I have never served in a de facto political office at the county, state, or federal level, and nor have I ever been involved in any three-lettered agencies like the corrupt CIA and the FBI. Which, by the way, hi, guys, over there at the CIA and FBI. Um, I am also not the official face or voice of the national state or county assemblies. However, I am a Michigan general general assembly member, and I strongly advocate for your participation in your local general general assembly and help restore our Republic. 
I have no involvement past and present with any other groups claiming to be an assembly, mimicking the same intent like the American State Assembly, National Liberty, Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and others, or anyone in anything outside the Michigan model. And I have not and never will participate in any fraudulent status correcting perpetrated by David Strait and company. Additionally, and lastly, I do not advocate for violence unless you... uh, trespass in my home and you try to overstep your boundaries and you try to harm my family you might have a little damage center mass i am my own man and the opinions and thoughts and statements are of my own unless i reference other materials so there you go to all the karens and darens out there in the world who want to misinterpret my words so i guess before i get to my opening monologue I guess, first off, I want to take a sip of my coffee. I see some people here in the chat are saying hello. Hello, Amir, I believe. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. We see I got we got Mr. A. Hello. Good morning, Patriot Beagle. And then to my beautiful wife, Katie. And then, of course, my good friend there in Missouri, Oscar. Happy everybody is here. Glad to have you here. Share the show. Bring it, you know, bring on more people if you could. That'd be great. Um, I Again, Typically, the show is at 7 p.m., but on certain days off, sometimes I'll do it at 8 a.m. because I like to get out of the way, especially today with it being a Thursday. We have a um, we have a uh, Michigan uh, state call that we have at 730, which typically then would push the podcast to about a half hour to an hour earlier. So uh, but, you know, it's OK. Um, I like doing mornings. Mornings are nice. I got up at 6 a.m. this morning, got some coffee. Uh, me and the missus, we were sitting on our deck, kind of observing our garden. I was looking at my grass. It needs to be mowed today, but I'm not sure if that'll happen because, hey, hallelujah, we might get some thunderstorms rolling in, which we need because it's been drier than a popcorn. Well, I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be a little gross here because I'm, you know, that's just kind of how I am, but it's drier than a popcorn fart out there. It is so dry, folks. It is so dry. And lately here in Michigan and Wisconsin, and I guess Northern Indiana, but predominantly Michigan and Wisconsin, we've been dealing with some crazy, crazy um, smoke. Now they claim that the smoke is from the, you know, the forest fires up in Canada. But let me tell you something, our air quality has been sucking. It has been sucking. Um, Real quick, Amir, again, I hope I pronounced that correct. Amir, was asking what is the title the title of the show is called frankenstein meat uh, where we'll be getting into the discussion about the lab-grown meat that they're going to be you know trying to uh force down our throats you know and all that good stuff but um but yeah the the air quality around michigan has been the worst in the country over the last couple of days it's been so terrible uh patriot beagle said there was smoke in illinois as well Uh, as a gas hauler i'm outside a lot and a lot of us, uh, my a lot of my my coworkers, were saying that the it, they were getting headaches. It's been terrible. Some of us who you know are really sensitive to it, it feels like we got done. You know, after our day, it felt like that we got done smoking a pack of cigarettes. It's terrible. It's terrible out there. It sucks. Uh, Mr. A is saying we got smoke in Ohio also. I wonder if it moves south because when I went down to South Bend, Indiana yesterday to grab a load of ethanol to bring back north, I didn't smell it down there. So I noticed that the wind is very strong today. So I'm wondering if it pushed it south because when I was in South Bend, I didn't really smell it. So you guys might be getting it now because I went outside on our deck and it smelled great. It smelled like fresh air again. 
Um, Oscar was saying there was a hue yesterday here in Missouri. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's really crazy, but it it didn't smell like traditional smoke. It smelled like burning of wires or something electrical. It's It's been terrible. <clears throat> Amir says, I'm from Iran, so I don't have any idea about that. No, you know what? You probably have clean air over there in Iran. You probably got the cleanest air over there in Iran because you don't have America and Canada with their burning God knows what over here. <laughs> but but um, glad to have you on the show. It's really cool. I like seeing other countries join the show. I love seeing other countries join the show. That is really cool. Um, but anyways, uh, he says, except Tehran. <laughs> but anyway, but... Uh, so um, a couple things before I get into the opening monologue, I guess, um, apparently, uh, not Lady Gaga, what's her name? Uh, Madonna. Um, apparently Madonna apparently is in ICU. Not that that's really a big deal to me because, you know, she's, yeah, we'll just, we'll leave it there. She's just, yeah. Um yeah, apparently she's in the ICU because of some bacterial infection or something like that. She was found unresponsive. I find that kind of interesting. I actually just saw a recent photo of her, and she was looking pretty rough lately, guys. She is looking very rough. I'm wondering, because she is apprehended by certain forces out there that, uh, you know, wear uniforms and are, you know, have some brass on their shoulders, possibly. I wonder if maybe she's, you know, dealing with a little adrenochrome uh, withdrawals, you know, because that's what those freaks do in Hollywood. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I see we have also Olga in the in the show here uh, in the in the chat. Welcome. Good morning. Glad you're here. Share the show if you don't mind. Um, <clears throat> but uh, anyway, yeah, I find that kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> Just kind of looking at some of the stuff going on here. Um, I see. Oh, let's see here. My wife was just saying here. She just texted me possibly heart issues, possibly, you know, because of the jab, you know, because everybody got the jab. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing another string of deaths of people, you know, in Hollywood. Oh, darn. But uh, also, I just want to I didn't want to uh, overlook this. For, but for those that were looking at my pictures of our garden uh, on Telegram. Uh, thank you for the compliments. Yeah, my wife actually mostly has been out there watering. I, I get out there once in a while and water. Um, I find that when we water with our hose, it does okay. But then when we water using our hand pump well, you know, it's a shallow well. Uh, when we hand pump our water from the ground and we pour that water over our plants, it like does great the next day or two it's amazing it's probably because it's got more nutrients in it doesn't have all the chemicals in it from the water treatment plant but anyway i digress so real quick i do want to play something a couple things real quick which i find interesting so um the first thing i'm going to play is our good friend buddy brown i haven't played him lately but here's a little short video i haven't even watched this yet but i see the title of it's called uh my vegan cousin so i don't know what he's going to say but let's see what he has to say real quick let's let's see what kind of witty quips he's going to come up with Notice that vegans can't exist without letting you know they're vegans? They're literally the Jehovah's Witnesses of the diet world. They're the trans of diets. Be a vegan, they say, because you probably got nothing else interesting going on. I had a cousin from LA that was supposed to come stay with us for two or three days. 
A week before she got down here, she texted a list of acceptable vegan foods. <laughs> Living in Mississippi, we all thought it was a joke till she showed up the first night for supper and we served a pork butt we'd been smoking all day. She threw a huge fit. I said, honey, we thought you were joking about being a vegan, but let me teach you something about the South. When someone's offering hospitality and a place to stay, you'd be better off wearing a pair of pork chop panties running across the African savanna than to dictate what food gets served in this house. She caught the red eye out that night, and no one stopped her. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is absolutely freaking great. I love that. That's our good friend, Buddy Brown. You know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't, you can't disagree with the guy. I mean, you can. I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do. You can, but, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, when it comes to the South here in America and, and look, I'm not going to sit here and claim that I know, cause I I've only lived in the South for a short period of time. And that was down in Texas. Um, like real South. I'm not saying South Florida cause South Florida does not represent the South. Right. But you know, I've represent, I, I lived in Texas for a short period of time and yet yeah, you, you're not going to dictate in anybody's home what kind of food and meat you're going to, you know, what you're going to get served up. Because again, that the South is like the king of smoking meats, you know? Um, I just, I love, I love all his videos. Just absolutely great. Uh, Oscar was saying right here in the chat regarding Hollywood, you play with Satan in his black magic, you get burned. Ain't that the truth? That is so true. That is so absolutely true. Absolutely true. So, um, so I guess without further ado, so I guess let me get to my opening monologue here. So, <clears throat> so there is without a doubt a massive push to infiltrate and affect our food supply, right? By by taking out as much of God's natural green earth, you know, type of food, right, and replacing it with a synthetic manufactured garbage, basically, right which I'm sure would be laced and riddled with vaccines and God knows what other poisons they want to inject in it. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to put all this stuff in our body. Now, someone would say, oh, well, that's, that's, that's conspiracy, Jason. That's conspiracy. Well, you know, I would say, yeah, it probably is. However, they have kind of said that and suggested it in, in an idea form that they'd want to do that. You know, this is one of the reasons why we need to stay away from Bill Gates' um, appeal brand of vegetables and fruits that they're pushing out there. Like I said, I accidentally bought some avocados that had the appeal logo on it. See, we, we were hearing for the longest time their push to try to place vaccines in chicken meat, right? Real chickens. But because there is a very large group of people out there like you and I, who are critical thinkers and want to take care of our body temple, you know, we refuse that idea and refuse to put that junk in our body. See, it's very, very evident, right, to see the end result, which we will discuss here in, in a little bit after the reading about lab-grown meat. And, and and when we have been hearing of these narratives about, you know, car, you know, cow farts ruining the environment, right? Oh, we got to get rid of the bovines because they are emitting a carbon dioxide and it's just destroying our, our, our planet. And it's, 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 it's increasing the global warming, right? It's, a, it's ruining the environment. 
And there is that push to stop using combustion motor engines for transportation, right? But yet all the elite, you know, scumbags around the world have no problem gallivanting in their private jets, which emit more carbon than any of our cars. But we got to remember, remember what I've always said. Carbon dioxide is not a bad thing. Carbon dioxide is relevant. It's the most, one of the most relevant next to like water and sunlight. You know, it's one of the most relevant resources for plant growth. Hello. How else are you going to plant plants and get your plant-based meat? called impossible meat i mean if, if you do away with carbon dioxide then you can't grow plants to get your impossible meat oh but jason they got lab grown meat now that they can use in, in in bio bio you know uh biotech vats oh okay again this is a war on our food supply and a war on our bodies because they want to put as much garbage in our and po in, in poison us as much as they possibly can to destroy the body temple that god gave us to care for so the people in the upper echelon of the world which i like to call the scumbag elite cabal aka international bankers aka pedophile Oh, bar lawyers, a.k.a. demonic Satanists. I mean, I can go right down the list. And they're trying like hell, and they've been trying like hell, to get us to eat impossible meat, right? Again, which is supposedly made out of vegetables, which I don't know how you can get vegetables to look like meat, and I don't know what they're using to make it look like fake blood, but it looks pretty gross. And then they try to push bug products that's produced, right, in our food. They're trying. I guess there's a company up in Canada trying to produce and release bug-based food products, which again is something that people aren't supposed to be eating because our digestive systems can't take it. I mean, they can, but our bodies should not be eating it because I guess the consumption of bugs from my basic understanding, and again, remember, I'm not a health expert or a doctor, but from my understanding and basic research, that the consumption of bugs actually promotes cancers uh, in the human body, in the man, you know, in man, man man's body i hate using the word human but in man's body and now obviously their latest push is lab-grown meat so we went from plant-based meat to bug meat to now synthetic meat because they know plant-based meat is a huge flop nobody wants it or i shouldn't say nobody wants it a few idiots out there want it because otherwise they probably wouldn't still you know they wouldn't still um put it out there right then they go to, you will eat the bugs, right? They want you to eat bugs. And apparently that's going to be rejected because nobody's going to eat bug-based food. And now their push is, well, we might as well create synthetic meat because people are carnivores, which, yeah, duh, no kidding. Uh, so now they're going to try to make Frankenstein meat. Starting using, you know, making synthetic uh, chicken breast. So. There you are. So, you know, it's bad. It's not, it's, it's, here's the thing. Like hot dogs were bad enough, right? But now we're getting into chicken breasts made in metal vats. And not sure about you, but I'd rather eat lead-based paint before eating that garbage. It's disgusting. It's freaking disgusting. And so after, after the reading that we're going to do here, which by the way, is going to be out of Joel chapter one, 
I'm going to get into a little bit of a summarized version of the on, of an article that I read from Reuters news that they did on lab grown meat back in January. And in between that discussion, I'll be playing some different audio pieces regarding the matter. But we got to remember too, God clearly. Oh, hold on a second. I got my daughter here. Hold on. Yes, baby. We can. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, I'll be. I'll be done in a little bit. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. My daughter in here was asking if we can get donuts after the podcast. <laughs> Not that I've destroyed my body enough. I already eaten crumble cookie. Um, but anyway, we're, I think I'm going to limit myself to just one donut. Anyway, <laughs> my daughter, she's such a sweetheart. We did glamping in the living room, by the way, guys, completely off topic for just like a few seconds because it, like I said, the air quality has been so terrible and my daughter's been wanting to camp. So we did like, we kind of set up our living room, like a little campsite. So we did what's called glamping, right? Glamour camping. Yeah. So anyway, but, um, I digress. So, um, but like I said, before uh, my daughter came down, we got to remember what God said in the Bible, okay, about meat. And I'm going to get into three verses down uh, after the reading, talking about that. But let's get into the reading, Joel chapter one. So, and, and for those of you that might be wondering what, where I'm reading from, I'm reading today out of the New King James Version, okay? Sometimes I bounce back and forth from that to the New American Bible Revised Edition, which is my favorite, but the New King James Version. So, uh, starting with verse one. So the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Now hear this, you elders, and give ear, all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your children about it. Let your children tell their children and their children another generation. What the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten, and what the swarming locust left, the crawling locust has eaten, and what the crawling locust left, the consuming locust has eaten. Awake, you drunkards, and weep and wail, all you drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it has been cut off from your mouth. For a nation has come up against my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the fangs of a fierce lion. He has laid waste my vine and ruined my fig tree. He has stripped it bare and thrown it away. Its branches are made white. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. The grain offering and the drink offering have been cut off from the house of the Lord. The priest mourn who minister to the lamb. The field is wasted. The land mourns for the grain is ruined. The new wine is dried up and the oil fails. Be ashamed, you farmers, wail, you vine dressers, for the wheat and the barley, because the harvest of the field has perished. The vine has dried up, and the fig tree has withered. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, all the trees of the field are withered. Surely joy has withered away from the sons of men, mourning for the land. Gird yourselves and lament, you priest, wail, you who minister before you. The altar, come, lie all night in sackcloth, you who minister to my God. For the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. Consecrate a fast call, a sacred assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Alas, for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as destruction from the Almighty. Is not the food cut off before our eyes? 
joy and gladness from the house of our God. The seed shrivels under the clods. Storehouses are in shambles. Barns are broken down, for the grain has withered. How the animals groan. The herds of cattle are restless because they have no pasture. Even the flocks of sheep suffer punishment. O Lord, to you I cry out, for fire has devoured the open pasture, and a flame has burned all the trees of the field. The beasts of the field also cry out to you, for the water brooks are dried up, and fire has devoured the open pastures. And that is the reading of Joel chapter 1. And that's in the Old Testament, by the way. So the passage from the book of Joel presents us with a very powerful image of devastation and loss, right? And so the land that was once flourishing and abundant now lies desolate and barren. The locust consumed everything in their path, leaving behind destruction and ruin. The people are called to mourn, to lament the loss of their crop, and to turn to God in their distress. Sorry, I had to take a sip of coffee before it completely goes cold. Um, this passage, though, also from Joel, serves as a reminder of the transient nature of worldly possessions and the fragility of man's achievements because it points to the reality that even the most prosperous and fruitful times can be interrupted by unforeseen challenges and disasters laid upon us because, you know, it is a call to recognize that our reliance on material and earthly achievements is ultimately pretty fleeting. That's why we need to place all our trust in God and Jesus Christ and not rely on earthly achievements and material things. So in our own lives, we also need, you know, we also experience moments of devastation and loss. We may face unexpected setbacks and personal struggles or the shattering of, you know, certain dreams and aspirations, right? But like, like the people in Joel's time, we can find ourselves questioning why such difficulties have befallen us. Well, if you're asking that, I would actually point to the book of Job. Read the book of Job and really read it. It's very interesting to see what he went through. But see, we need to remember that in the midst of these trials, this passage that we read reminds us of the importance of turning to God. Now, we should always be having a conversation with God at all times, through times of prosperity and abundance and through times of trouble and trials. We should never just turn to God to help fix our troubles because we're dealing with something bad. But when we're in times of good, we don't have a conversation with them. No, <clears throat> wrong. We don't do that. We always need to be staying in a constant dialogue with God. But it seems like it is in times of distress that we seem to, you know, that we are called to seek solace and comfort and strength from God, right? Yahweh. Because God stands as a constant source of support and refuge, offering us hope in the face of despair. And just as the people in Joel's time, we are urged to cry out to the Lord. And we too can lift our voices in prayer and find reassurance in God's presence. And furthermore, this passage invites us to reflect on the impermanence of worldly possessions and achievements. This is why I try not to focus so much on, um, how do I want to say this? I try so hard not to focus on 
achieving this, that, and the other, or try to, you know, like I do my best to do God's work, but I don't care about achievements, titles, or status, because at the end of the day, it, none of that matters. You know, because again, the devastation that was described in Joel's words, it does serve as a very stark reminder that material wealth and success can vanish in an instant. That's why I try not, so I, I try very hard not to really worry about financial matters as much. I, I'm not saying I don't put any thought towards it, but I don't obsess about it like I used to. Again, it urges us to shift our focus away from the temporary and fleeting and, um, you know, from the temporary and fleeting and instead seek the, you know, seek that which is eternal and lasting. And so ultimately the message of Joel's lamentations is one of spiritual awakening and renewal. It reminds us to prioritize our relationship with God above all else, recognizing that true fulfillment, okay, this is very important, folks, that true fulfillment and true peace can only be found in a divine communion with our Father in heaven. And through, and through our faith, we can find solace in the midst of chaos and hope in times of despair and strength during those moments of weakness. And so as we contemplate those words of Joel, may we be inspired to turn to God in our times of trial and to seek that refuge in his unwavering love and grace. And let us remember that amidst devastation and loss, God's presence is a constant source of comfort and restoration. We need to find courage to relinquish our attachment to worldly things and to embrace the enduring peace and joy that comes from a life centered on God. Amen to that. Now, as we pivot to lab-grown meat, let me take one more sip of my coffee before it completely goes cold because I'm pretty sure it's there. Oh, yeah, it's there. Ah, yuck. I can't stand. That's why I can't. I don't know how people can drink iced coffee. It's kind of gross. Um, but, hey, everybody's got different taste buds for different things, right? So... Uh, I'm just pulling something up on my phone real quick. Uh, where are we at? There we go. So before we get into the discussion and the my summary of the Reuters article that I read that was from back in January uh, of this year, let's play this audio piece first. Okay, let's let's just start off with that. I got a few audio pieces. Have been distracted by a rich guy who got lost in a submarine. Quietly in the shadows, U.S. regulators approved the sale of synthetic lab-grown meats to the American public. This is not a parody. This is not a joke. Let's get into it. In this article from the Associated Press titled, U.S. Approves Nation's First Lab-Grown Meat, Chicken Made from Animal Cells, it talks about how two California companies got the approval to sell this shit to us. So I'm thinking to myself, who could be that powerful to convince U.S. regulators to sell us synthetic lab-grown meat? And it's none other than our good buddy, Billy Boy Blue, who's been the primary investor in companies that are trying out different synthetic meats for us to enjoy. He's also one of the majority shareholders in Impossible Meats. So I'm thinking, this guy's just a computer wizard. He's not a nutritionist. He's not a scientist. Could he be after consolidating the food supply? I don't know. But what I do know is, is that Bill Gates is the largest private farmland owner in the United States. Not Jimbo, who comes from a long line of farmers, a tech billionaire. 
And you know what he's doing with this land? Nothing. Everything that was once growing on it, America, you should be very, very concerned right now with what is going on in the background while they keep flashing this billionaire who got lost in a submarine for the past few days, nonstop. Do you know that they just caught 123 people on the terrorist watch list trying to cross the border in Mexico? Something big is coming or else all of the media networks wouldn't have agreed to show us this bullshit while our country is falling apart. That's right. And sorry for the language. I forgot he did that. And just by the way, guys, I, I don't know if anybody's experiencing issues with Podbean, but it seems like lately it's been acting goofy because I've been noticing people. I, uh, for example, uh, when people like the show, it always shows up as a heart. Um, I have a little section on the bottom left hand side of my uh, what do you want to call it? my dashboard, if you will. That shows my uh, listener engagements. And I see in the chat people like Oscar like the show. And so when people like Oscar and others hit the like button, it shows up as a heart. But what I've noticed is that it's not showing up because it shows for the show who has been liking the um, who has been liking the uh, the audio or the liking the show. And he was just saying the audio is choppy on the recording. That's interesting. Um, let's do this. Um, I'm going to take it off. I'm going to take it off Bluetooth. I'm going to put it, uh, I'm going to put this in a, on a hard, let me do this here real quick. We're going to take Bluetooth off for a minute. I'm going to actually plug it in with an, a wire. Hopefully that helps it. So he said the audio was choppy on the recording. So we turned off our Bluetooth. So as we play other audio, I'm curious if that will improve. So I have it now hardwired into the mixing board. So, um, but yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know if Podbean's messing with me or if maybe they're having tech issues in general. I don't know. But here's what I do know. I've noticed that the people who have once followed this show, I have figured out who they are and who they follow and who they might be possibly working for because now that they know that they can't get to me, Subtly, I've noticed that they have fallen out of they, they, they've fallen off uh, off the face of the earth. Like I have not seen it. I'm talking people that follow me for about eight months to a year. So I find that very interesting. People who claim to be very, very, you know, like, oh, we 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 support what you do. And then all of a sudden, once I start. um, Once I start. Once they have seen and observed me here in a Michigan General General Assembly, I know I'm pivoting a little bit for a, for a second off of the lab-grown meat topic, but uh, I'm, I'm seeing some, some stuff occur. Once people have started noticing that they're not going to manipulate my way of thinking and try to get me to fall on their side, which is trying to, again, they're trying, there's, there's people and forces out there that are trying to take over the Assembly of States. There is a de facto faction and people above them who is trying to pay those little foot soldiers to destroy the assembly. And so I have noticed that these people, a good majority of them, a few of them that I, I would, I thought I would actually have considered a friend all of a sudden dropped off the face of the earth. I find it very, very interesting because now they know that I am not on their side. Not that I'm on any side, you know what the side I am on? I'm on America's side, meaning I'm about, helping get our country free so we can get the tyrannical government out of our face and the power back into the people. There's no sides to that. It's basically 
the side I'm on is God and Jesus Christ side. That's the side I'm on. And I find it that these little scumbags, and yes, I'm going to call, and that's me being nice. Okay. People might be saying, oh, Jason, you should not be, you should, you're not a Christian because you know, you, if you were a true follower of God, you would not be calling names. No, I'm sorry. These people are scumbags. If you're doing your best to try to oppress man and try to traffic children, no, you're a scumbag. And that's me being generous and being nice. I love what Oscar says. Keep your agenda at the door, scumbag. That's it. Yes. That's exactly it. But I've noticed that, that the people that once used to follow this show don't anymore. But I I figured out that these people that don't anymore, I figured out who they are and where and who they're working with. It's very interesting. But anyway, so back to the lab grow meat topic. So, you know, and I apologize if the recording was choppy, but oh, back to the Podbean thing. Again, Podbean's been acting really weird, so I don't know what's going on here. So just, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it's just a random tech issue because there's nothing going on with my equipment. This is one of the reasons why um, I moved my router closer down into my basement. Uh, my next step is actually to get hardwired um, into my laptop so I don't have to deal with that whole, you know, uh, emitting, you know, eat, you know, uh, what is it? Microwave frequencies from the router. But, you know, I've had so much better luck with the router being in the basement. I bought, I got a more powerful computer. Cause as you know, I have not have, have had as many issues as I did last year, but it still seems like I am still having issues on the pod beans end still. So again, I'm not sure if people are trying to sabotage a show or they're trying to infiltrate or what they're trying to do. They're trying to mess it, mess with it, but something's off. But I promise you, it's not the equipment. My equipment is top notch here. So I don't know. But anyway, but lab grown meat, or like I said, what I like to call is Frankenstein meat. You know, once confined, was once confined to the realm of science fiction, but now has become a reality in select U.S. restaurants and our future and you know or at least in our near future if it hasn't already in some restaurants right and so the reason i say that is because you know of the gross chicken we had at olive garden it tasted absolutely synthetic in nature it was terrible and i know people are probably saying jason don't go to olive garden it's disgusting i know but you know sometimes it, you look there used to be a time olive garden actually tasted good to me but I have noticed that over the years or over the last several months to last maybe year, you know, year or two, I have noticed that foods that once tasted good to me at Olive Garden, at Applebee's have tasted terrible. Now, maybe that's because we have shifted significantly to more real food. So now our taste buds can taste when something tastes terrible. I don't know. But with the recent now, th this is kind of like now getting into the summary a little bit from that Reuters uh, article that I read. But with the recent approval from a key from a key regulator, I guess cultivated meat companies are seemingly optimistic about introducing meat grown in massive steel vats to be able to bring to market. I mean, just that alone sounds gross. And while this supposed breakthrough is a you know is significant to them. There are very significant obstacles that they have to overcome before cultivated meat reaches our supermarket shelves. Now, I don't know if a lot of you know this, but Singapore is really the only country that we know of to have approved lab-grown meat for retail sale so far, but the United States is expected to follow suit. And the U.S. FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, which, by the way, don't doesn't anybody ever wonder why does the food why does why, why does there have to be an administration 
that regulates food and drugs. It's kind of interesting, right? Because it seems like the food we eat ends up making us have to take the drugs from big pharma. And it's like this never ending circle of, of sickness. You ever wonder that? I'm just, I'm just saying, but the FDA granted approval for a cultivated chicken breast to be produced by the California based upside foods, right? Making a significant milestone in their industry which to me is more of a digression, but a whatever. But on the other hand, I think, like I said, it's an abomination. And there's other companies like Good Meat, Mosa Meat, and I believe Believer Meats are also in discussions with the FDA regarding regulatory approval. Now, here's some of the challenges that face that industry. Now, while regulatory approval is a needed step for them, Cultivated meat companies face a lot of challenges on their path to widespread adoption. Why? Why do I say that? Well, because the most significant hurdle for them is scaling up production to meet the demands of the market. But see, my question would be personally is how do they know what the market wants? Like, I'm not going to be buying that crap. Like, how do they even know that the market even wants this crap? Oh, that's right. Because. Because they probably won't label the meat differently to the general public, so they'll never know. See, the incentive supply chain for nutrient mix and bioreactors needs substantial investment to support large-scale production. They need a lot of money. And so the current production capacity is limited right now, which is probably why they're only going to, you know, put it into these some of these high-scale restaurants out there in San Francisco and other places in California. And the current production capacity is very, very limited. Again, making it very difficult to compete with conventional meat in terms of both price and volume. I mean, it makes you wonder why all these chicken factories and these turkey, you know, production plants, I should say, right, these farms, these commercial farms are going up in smoke. Because they're trying to maximize their profit, reduce cost in feed, reduce cost in land, reduce cost in, you know, equipment, reduce the cost in transportation to get semi-truck drivers to haul these chickens to the meat producing, you know, meat, meat processing plants, right? They figure, well, let's eliminate all that and just make the meat synthetically in factories across America. And we can increase our profit. See how this works? It's all about profit for them, guys. And it's all about ingesting, you know, getting us to ingest nonsense crap. Now, let's look at their funding and investment landscape for a second. So the cultivated meat sector has raised so far nearly about $2 billion in global investments, primarily led by venture capital firms and major food companies. Now, however, significant financial resources are required to build the infrastructure necessary for large-scale production. Companies like Good Meat estimate the need for hundreds of millions of dollars to construct bioreactors capable of producing meats at scale. Hmm. Doesn't that make your appetite just go through the roof when you hear of meat being made in bioreactors? Yummy. Mm, mm, mm. Kids, you guys want bioreactor-produced meat, right? Wait, wait, wait. You do? Remember, it's Frankenstein meat. It's not good for you. It will probably make you sick. So again, do you want lab-grown meat? That's what I thought. 
That's what I thought. That's right. It's terrible for you. You don't want that garbage. You do not want that garbage. Hot dog. I have a hard time letting my daughter eat hot dogs. Whenever we go out to her, because we don't buy that crap in our home. But whenever we go out to a restaurant, if it's not pizza or a burger, my daughter always wants to get a corn dog. And I'm like, ugh, no. And I keep telling my wife, stop, stop letting her order that. It's gross. It's nasty. There's so much nitrates and nitrites in it. it, it it's made of lips and buttholes. Like, no, don't let her eat that garbage. She goes, yeah, but she likes it. I don't care. I like freaking, you know, I like cheesecake and 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 crumble cookie. But you don't see me going week after week buying that crap. I'm not anymore anyway. It's terrible for us. It's absolutely terrible. Let's get into another audio piece. Hopefully this sounds better. Let's get into this one next. Maybe. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on, hold on, hold the phone. That's right, I forgot. I got to switch from the Bluetooth to this section here. When it reaches that point where it is becomes cheaper to produce meat in a lab, that's when the first the first thing that's going to happen, all the fast food companies are going to come in. The improvement in margins that you'll see because of this cheaper lab-grown meat is is a huge, huge deal. Again, they're not going to get a call from the chicken producer and saying, hey, we lost a bunch of chickens because of the drought. That's not going to happen. What? I think there might be a little resistance, but if you go to, to fast food to eat, you don't really care about what you're eating. You know, what I mean? And honestly, the way you can produce that meat, it can actually be produced in a healthier way. So KFC can say, I want three different versions of this chicken nugget, and they can get it. So the few That's disgusting. Nah, I'm sorry. Don't sit there and try to sell it to me like it's going to be healthier, because that sounds like bullcrap to me. Don't sit there and tell me, oh, this is going to be better. It's going to be better. Hey, good morning, Rietta. Welcome to the show. She says, morning. I almost forgot. Well, you kind of forgot. <laughs> but you're here now. That's all that matters. Um, hopefully, you got your chocolate tea. <laughs> but anyways, we're in good company. Um, but yeah, don't, don't don't sit there and tell me that there's, that lab-grown meat is going to be healthier. Look. I'd rather eat a hot dog before I eat lab-grown meat. I think I'd rather eat the a hoof before I eat lab-grown meat. That's just disgusting. I, I, I'm sorry. I, you ain't going to get me to eat lab-grown meat. And so as, as I read that article from Reuters, it talks a little bit about consumer acceptance and perception because it mentions that cultivated meat companies aim to promote their products as greener and more ethical than conventionally farm, farmed meat, which I beg to differ in opinion on that. Because again, don't sit there and tell me that farm tractors and semi trucks that cultivate them, you know, cultivate these farms or, you know, that, that work on these farms, that transport the food from these farms. Don't sit there and tell me that that's greener because again, carbon dioxide produced by these companies help. Okay, by, by these machines, I should say, right? The, the 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 exhaust emissions, those greenhouse gases are good for plant growth. So don't sit there and say it's greener. What you're trying to do is take away green methods, things that are green for the earth. Because again, if it wasn't for the invention of the automobile, okay, our dust bowl back in the early 1900s would have gone so much 
further in, in duration as far as time goes and probably would have been more severe. Combustion motors were godsend, to be honest with you, because that helped, that helped rejuvenate our greenhouse gases. Now, one might ask, well, what happened to deplete all that? My question is that they have technology back then to, I forgot what the term is called, terraforming maybe. I, I can't remember what the term is called, but where they suck out the carbon dioxide out of the air and store it in tanks underground like they're doing out west in the Midwest somewhere. I think it's like North Dakota or South Dakota. I forgot what, what state that is, or maybe Iowa. It's one of those states over there. It's west of Wisconsin and Minnesota. But where they're taking, literally, they're sucking out the, the, the carbon dioxide and storing it. It's like, well, first off, why are you storing it? And secondly, why are you trying to suck out the CO2 out of the air? That's needed for plant growth. You see where this is going? It's a war on food. And so, again, they're trying to promote greener and more ethical conventionally farmed meat. Bullcrap. Uh, you know, they're trying to appeal to consumers concerned about animal welfare and environmental impact. Well, first off, there is no environmental impact. And good morning to my boy Donnie here in the house. He just arrived on the scene. Good morning, good morning. But the the absence, they, they're saying that the absence, <laughs> this is so stupid. They're saying the absence of animal slaughter in the production process is a key selling point. You know, get the hell out of here, okay? Because they're saying that it appeals to individuals who avoid meat for moral reasons. Well, then stay eating, you know, keep yourself eating plants because they still, I mean, I tell you, I, this is, this is gross because again, they, they additionally, they, they say that growing meat in a controlled environment could actually significantly reduce the environmental footprint associated with livestock farming. Again, it's needed. Livestock farming is actually good. Again, there's a portion of consumers that still harbor again and when i say a good portion i mean probably the majority of america but the majority of americans in my opinion are going to always harbor reservations about lab-grown meat because it's unnatural it's disgusting it's, it's just it's it's ungodly and they're going to have a hard time overcoming these perceptions and i hope it never gets accepted at all. Let's look at a few scriptures real quick regarding eating animals for food. Genesis 9:3 and it says every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I give you the green plants, I give you everything. It didn't say I give you lab-grown meats or I give you permission to make meat out of a uh, bio vat or whatever the hell like bioreactor vat. It didn't say that. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 11 verses 2 through 3. Speak to the people of Israel, saying that these are the living things that you may eat among all the animals that are on the earth, whatever parts the hoof and is cloven-footed, and choose the cut among the animals you may eat. It didn't say um, you can eat chicken breast made in a uh, metal container in a factory somewhere in L.A., made by some crazy loony liberal uh, that's funded uh, that, that funds the whole operation by the name of Bill Gates. It didn't say that. We'll look at one more verse here. Deuteronomy 12, uh, verse 15. However, you may slaughter and eat meat within any of your towns as much as you desire, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, that he has given you the unclean and the clean. You may eat of it as of the gazelle and as of the deer. 
It didn't say you can eat lab-grown meat. I'm just saying. Let's play another video, which, by the way, uh, uh, Oscar, did that video sound better and not choppy now that I have it hardwired in? I hope it did. Just curious what he has to say. I know he's working. I think he works from home, I believe. So I'm, hopefully I didn't catch him off guard. But uh, anyway, I hope the audio didn't sound terrible. Um, let's get into another audio piece before I get into more of a summary of that article I read. Um, this is talking about, oh, I wish this is, he said the recording. So let's see the recording. So I will review after you, um, uh, but anyway, um, this was actually something I wanted to play at the beginning of the podcast and I forgot to hold, hold on one second. Sorry, folks. Uh, my daughter was coming in here and asking something. Um, hopefully that's the last time um anyway um but let's play this real quick the age of lab-grown meat has arrived in this country the agriculture department just approved two california companies to sell chicken grown in steel tanks using cells that come from an animal egg or a special bank of stored cells the cell cultivated chicken will first be available at a restaurant in San Francisco and another one in Washington, D.C., owned by famed chef Jose Andres before hitting stores. Gross. Absolutely gross. No thanks. No freaking thanks. That's gross. And so <clears throat> as they talk about the as they talk about the cultivated meats, right, and the future outlook and opportunities. They talk, Oscar says, mmm, dolly meat. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. We also don't know what they're putting in that meat. We don't know if it's like modern day Soylent Green. We don't know what they're putting in there. They say it's cultivated eggs, animal eggs, or, and, and uh, you know, uh, clumps of cells. But really, we don't really know too much about that, right? And so according to that article, again, that I read from Reuters, talks about the future outlook and opportunities and it says cultivated meat companies are strategically targeting high-end restaurants for right now as a launching platform for their products as we kind of heard in that in that video aiming to create a positive first impression and cultivate interest among consumers i'm sorry if you think a bunch of um, elitist that go to high-end restaurants out in uh, California is going to pique our interest and change our minds and perspectives on cultivated meat in factories and vats. Um, you got another thing coming to you. But it's funny. It's interesting. They don't shoot this down to McDonald's or Chick-fil-A first. No, they're gonna they're gonna put it to high society first, and they're gonna just like like they use Hollywood, you know actors and actresses to try to push down an idea they're gonna say oh this is so good so marvelous this is so del this is a delicacy oh i just can't get enough of it i would pay triple the amount of money for it it's so so good thinking that oh we should we should buy that we should eat that stuff um no we shouldn't but again, I digress because again, this approach allows them to navigate the market and, and, and put a higher price point 
while, while again, while trying to demonstrate the potential gastronomic appeal of the lab-grown meat. So in the long term, the goal is to make cultivated meat accessible in grocery stores, aiming for a competitive price point. That's what they want to do in 2028. But in 2023, they want to try to get it in restaurants. Now, again, there are major supermarket chains that have not yet provided public comments. I would be very curious to see what they say they're going to do. But like I said, from this article, companies like Upside Foods are actively working toward this goal. This is why it's so important to support your local farmer. Get local farm-raised meat that you can physically see be raised in your own community. We have quite a few sources here that we go to. We have a place uh, up the road in a town called Bailey called Our Farms, which have their own beef. There's a place about 70 miles north of us called Ludington Meats. They, get, they source all their chicken, pork, and beef locally from Michigan farmers. There's a place down the street from us called Frank's Meat Market. They source all their meat from Indiana. I believe from Amish Farms, I believe. which I don't know why Indiana, but they must have a connection down there. Um, I got a buddy that I used to work with. His aunt and uncle raised beef just 35 minutes up the road. I have bought beef from them. Excellent food. Excellent meat. I have a friend that I currently work with. He raises chickens and he's got about 24 chickens and he feeds them non-GMO food. And the eggs are absolutely great. In fact, he's bringing me a couple dozen uh, on Saturday when I come to work. He just sells them to me for three bucks a dozen. I love it. It's so good. Six bucks for 24 eggs. So you got to find in your local community where you're going to get locally sourced meat and eggs because it's so important how and, and not just meat and eggs but your vegetables and fruit as well i'm just reading through the uh comments rietta is saying soylent green movie needs to be watched again by all i agree she also says like the crickets hollywood actors promote it that's right and oscar says reminds me of the emperor with the invisible cloak yep this is the nonsense crap that they want to put in our food supply. So what's the key takeaway from all this? Get away from commercialization. See, I, I all they're going to do, they see, it, we are, I believe, is we're going to have a bifurcated society. We're going to have the idiots on one side who are completely brain dead, and they're going to continue getting COVID vaccines and whatever other vaccines that they push on them because, oh, the doctor said it's 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 imperative for me to do my part and, and get all these vaccines because it's so healthy. Ah, yeah, those people are going to be eating the lab-grown meat, whereas us, normal, critical-thinking, red-blooded Americans who are trying to get back to God's green earth and natural ways of doing things and getting back to holistic uh, natural remedies. We're going to be eating real meat produced by real farmers, which produce real positive consequences or outcomes, I should say, not consequences, but real positive outcomes for the environment, which promote plant growth. Imagine that. One is factory-grown meat. One is farm-produced meat. 
I'm sorry, but I'll take the farm-produced meat any day. Um, let's see, what other articles do we have here? Uh, or, or not articles, um, audio pieces. Let's let's see what this guy says. Hold on. Who is this guy? Joining me today is Brett Thompson, the CEO of Mzansi Meat Co., Africa's first cell-based meat startup. Using cellular agriculture technology, the company hopes to produce cruelty-free cell-cultured protein products, aka lab-grown meat, if you will. It's something that I personally see as the future of meat consumption on our planet, and it's a necessary step towards a more sustainable future. Are people going to be consuming meat alternatives and all these things that I'm trying to be in favor of in the future? I don't know. But is it going to be allowing more people to nudge or shift slightly over? I think so. And I think it's going to allow for people for more choice. And as soon as these products become more readily available and almost commoditized, I think people, why would you want to continue consuming something, particularly if it's... Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That that was a CEO of an African-based uh, meat producer as far as the bioengineered factory uh, produced meat. That's gross. That is absolutely gross. Rietta was just saying right here, the farmer's market out here in California have never been busier. I believe many people are waking up. Yeah, I believe so too. There are a lot more people waking up because I'm noticing more people are raising chickens in their own backyard for the eggs. People are buying goats for the milk. People are going to the local, uh, you know, farmers to get, you know, buy quarter or half or full um, cows for beef in their freezer because one it's cheaper than going to the grocery store people are going to more farmers markets i'm noticing this more and more as well here in michigan it's very interesting um but yet there's still a faction of people out there that are like you guys are such such boobs you know what, what are you guys doing you guys are conspiracy theorists Oh, you guys are just senseless people. You know, no, no. You know who's senseless? You and your common core education. Go back to your public indoctrinated schools and and keep being fed the nonsense that they, you know, make you believe. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Um, let's get into here. La last audio piece before we get into the song that my wife requested, which she's not on now. She was on. Now she got jumped off. I hear her on the phone upstairs, so she might be talking to somebody. But let's get into this one audio piece. We've been distracted by lights in the sky, aliens, and a missing submarine. The U.S. has approved lab-grown meat. This is being marketed as a better option to eat meat. We don't have to use all the land, the water, and the grass to feed the animals. And sure, they don't have to be slaughtered either, but it's still being made in a factory, just like the McDonald's french fries, Oreos, and all the other foods that Americans eat that are banned around the world. So before you cut in one of these cultivated chickens, here's what you need to know. First, I find it funny that there's been a huge push to stop eating meat altogether. Then they start making inside bioreactors from real animals. Strange. As it's being marketed and sold in California, and instead to save land, water, and grass, I came across an article from the same state at UC Davis that states that lab-grown meat's carbon footprint is four to 25 times greater than the average of that for current retail beef. So this meat is significantly worse for the environment too. Yes, the U.S. is officially the second country in the world to approve lab-grown meat. So he says, okay, I find that interesting. So he says that making factory-grown meat is four to 25 times, which by the way, that's a big margin, but four to 25 times uh, has more of a for uh, output, I should say, of carbon emissions. And he says, well, that's worse for the environment. Well, listen, other than the fact that they're producing lab-grown meat, the carbon emissions, again, ladies and gentlemen, for all you 
stupid, liberal, nonsensical, freaking fairy tale believing people out there, carbon dioxide is not bad for the environment. You moron, you bonehead. Get into some basic old school science books and understand that carbon is good for plant growth. You dipsticks. Damn it. Oh, my Lord. Stop it. Stop it. No, Alvin, stop. I don't know. No, no, don't be rude. Don't, 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 don't you be rude at me. Don't be rude. That's right. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Freaking chipmunk. All right. Cannot believe it. But, you know, it, but I believe all this stuff that's occurring is just a ploy. Now, it, it could be really happening. Okay. Now, we will never really know until stuff actually starts, you know, being produced as far as evidence and facts. But, you know, there's no doubt that a lot of the crap that's happening is being used to wake up the majority of people. Because remember, we've had decades upon decades upon decades of mass psychosis and brainwashing and indoctrination. So how do you wake people up? You can't just tell them, hey, you're being poisoned. Hey, this is bad for you. Hey, no, what they're, you have to show the people they have to see it you can't just tell them they have to come to the conclusion on their own that's the only way that we shift society back to old school ways of doing things that god had intended you can't just tell them it's bad oscar is saying carbon carbon schmarbin cow farts versus volcano farts do the math <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and then Rietta says, sadly, that is correct. People must experience these things for themselves. Yeah, this is this is how you wake up a, a mass population of idiots. And I shouldn't say idiots. Maybe I'm being a little bit too critical now. Um, but this is how you wake up a mass population of sleepers. Because they have to see it for themselves. Okay, I, look, I was one of these sleepers. I was one of these idiots. Okay, I, I, we we all were. Okay, let's be real. We all were. But now, fortunately, God gave us the eyes to see and the ears to hear. And now it is our job and duty to help wake people up in a slow, subtle way to hopefully help them see the light. And, hey, you might want to center God around your life because everything God gave us is good. Everything our Heavenly Father gave us is good. So. Um, let me look. I think that's about it. There's not really a whole lot. I know this might not be really related to the topic, but I did save this and I wanted to play. It's about 31 seconds long. It was a post I saw on, um, it was a post that I saw on Telegram. It says, finally, Trump is starting to amp up his rhetoric towards the deep state. The American people are tired of pulling punches. We want to see scorched earth. No more euphemisms. No more niceties. No more holding back. We want Heads to roll, figuratively and literally. Absolutely. Let's play this real quick. This is a great audio piece. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, and fascists. And we will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media, and we will defeat crooked Joe Biden. We will liberate America from these villains once and for all. That's right. It's going to be great. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be wonderful. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, I have no fear about what's to come here in the future. And neither should you. And listen, 
if you've listened to me long enough, you should know me well enough by now that I am not a hopium pusher. I am not a date pusher. I am not one of those that says, oh, just hang in there a little longer. Hang in there a little longer. Look, I'm going to just tell you, it's no secret that we have to be patient. It is no secret that things don't happen overnight. Okay, just like this slow buildup to a communistic, you know, society has been developed under our, you know, right under our noses without our really seeing it and noticing it, right? Like the frog in the boiling kettle of water. That's what they did. They have slowly implemented socialistic and communistic stuff in our society here in America. And now it's coming to a head and it's about to get dismantled. They will be taken down. These communist globalist scumbags are about to get taken down and the wheels are about to ready to come off the rails for them, which is why I think there is such a mad dash to try to ruin what's going on in our assemblies. They're trying to insert de facto agents in our assemblies because they know that the assembly of people is where the true power of the people exists. Make no mistake, the infiltration in our assemblies is not because they have a good time doing it. It's not because it's a hobby of theirs to sow discourse. It's not because they're a bunch of Karens and have nothing else better to do. It's because they know the real power is in the assembly of people. And so if they can insert as many of their little de facto agents in there, they believe that they can control the country still, again, by this new deep state that's rising up. They're not going to control shit. And we're going to make damn sure of it, too. Pardon my French. But I feel like I've left my passion lately. I've tamped it down. But today it's coming out a little. I'm trying to stay a little bit more reserved and, you know, in my delivery, so, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, offend anybody. <laughs> Give me a break. No, but seriously, there is a mad dash to try to take over our assemblies. And hopefully you all understand and see why. It is a large spiritual attack. It is a very large spiritual attack. I tell you what, it's kind of annoying. I was going to play a song that my wife requested. <laughs> which is by an artist I don't really like to listen to. In fact, I don't like listening to any mainstream because she asked me, she goes, what song are you going to play today? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm actually looking right now. Why do you have a request? And she requested uh, the song Hold My Hand, which is by Lady Gaga. But the reason she likes that song, and we hate Lady Gaga, okay? She's a Satanist whore, okay? And a transvestite. Let's not forget that. But I don't know if the song that they used, Hold My Hand, in the Top Gun Maverick movie, I don't know if that was AI produced, but that particular song, because she combed and analyzed the lyrics thoroughly. And she, I mean, because my wife, she does not want anything demonic in our home or, you know, reaching our ears. And she's like, I've looked through those lyrics and I don't see anything bad about it. And I said, you know what? I'm almost convinced that Lady Gaga's probably probably taken out. Um, and what we're seeing is either an actor or, or, you know, CGI. I said, but, you know, they have enough voice samples and stuff like that to produce, a, for AI to produce songs. So until the mass, you know, population wakes up, 
you know, before they kill them off, you know, in the perception of the people, they're still producing music using AI. I, that's a possibility. I don't know. But yes, I agree with Rietta. She says Lady Gaga is very wicked, very, very wicked, like witchly wicked. So I decided not to play that song because of the very fact that it's Lady Gaga. But the other song she asked is, uh, what the hell is it called? Um, can't Stop the Feeling from Justin Timberlake. Now, that's another one I can't stand because he's another one of those Hollywood elitists that probably has done unspeakable things to children. But my wife requested it. And I said, OK, it's from the movie Trolls, which I've never seen. And it's my wife. I'm not going to turn her down a request. So um, if I expect to, you know, have happy wife, happy life, uh, I'm going to play one of these requests and it's not going to be Lady Gaga. So um, and Rietta says she loves that one. So there we go. Oscar. Yes. You know what, Oscar? Good call. I forgot about that song. That used to be one of my favorite songs when I was a kid by Hank Williams Jr. A country boy can't survive. Yeah. I know, guys, I shouldn't quit my day job, but there you go. I think we should play that. And yes, eventually we need to kind of scoot some disco in there because I know Rietta is chomping at the bit for a little, you know, Donna Summers or something like that, you know. <laughs> so we'll have to I'll have to get some of that in there. So so anyways, so let's do a quick prayer. OK, so Heavenly Father. We thank you for our farmers. We thank you for the men and women out there that work on our, on our fields and um, all the farms, right. That, that, that produce real food. And even though some of these farms have, you know, pesticides and stuff like that sprayed on it, we do still appreciate the farmers. Um, we hope we can get to a world where we don't have this poison sprayed on our plants. We can get to a world where we don't have hormones and, and nonsense garbage injected into our meat supply. And we hope we can get into a world here where we can eradicate all food production from factories, which is not real food. And so we just pray that you can help facilitate that as we proceed further into the future. Um, we ask that you always guide us. We ask that you always the food that we do eat, we, we pray that it nourishes us. And we pray that if there are any toxins or poisons injected into our food, we just pray that you bless it and help our bodies eradicate it and um, excrete it out because we don't want any of that settling in our bodies and damaging us internally. So we just pray that, you know, that what you say in the Bible, it's not what goes into a man's mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of it. So we do pray that anything that goes into our mouth does go away. So we pray for that. Help us keep our body temples cared for and, and healthy. And, um, and Rietta adds here further, uh, Father, excuse me, Father, thank you for another day. And please guide us today to give you glory. Lord, as we always ask, please give us your wisdom and discernment. Lord, save those who need you. And then I also want to add additional to all that. We pray for all the people out there who have hidden prayers, uh, silent prayers in their heart. We pray for special intentions. We also pray for the protecting of our children, for the protection of our children and their hearts um, in their physical form from all evil. We pray that the task force that are out there, we save every last child out there. So we pray for that. And Father, we just ask that you help us continuously fight for your good and glory. And we will always glorify you and just we pray that our footsteps are in alignment with your great divine plan. And we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So 
Without further ado, remember, I hold no rights to this song I'm about to play. It's called Can't Stop the Feeling from Justin Timberlake. And I hope you all have a great day, great night. <clears throat> I may do a show tomorrow morning, maybe, but I don't know. It might be a podcast-free uh, day. I'm debating debating about having a podcast-free day tomorrow or Saturday. I'm leaning more towards podcast-free day on Saturday after I'm done with work because i got to work Saturday. And I'm thinking about just kind of enjoying the Saturday with my family after work. So I might do a podcast tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. as well and make Saturday a podcast free day, possibly. So I don't know. I haven't decided. I'll let you guys know in Telegram um, at some point today. So I hope you all have a great day or night wherever you're at in the world. And remember, eyes to Christ. Center God in your life. It's very, very important. And uh, Oscar says, family day plus one. I love that. Yeah, family day plus one. Absolutely. And and Oscar, I hope your AC gets fixed. It's a bummer uh, that your condenser went out. So hopefully the AC repair guy is there. And uh, Rietta and Donnie, I hope you have a great day out there in California. Donnie, don't eat too much ice cream, brother. Okay, it's bad for you. All right. As I go after the show closes out to go get a couple donuts for the family hypocrite i am jeez jason what a hypocrite i am what kind of guy am i tell you you can't eat ice cream while i go out to get donuts mm, donuts like homer simpson <laughs> he says uh oscar says they are working on it fans are blowing and cats are exhausted <laughs> so um you guys are great please keep sharing the show uh really keep sharing the show uh, we will always continuously be uh, real over here, at least to the best of my ability. And like I said, Pod, Podbean's been kind of a little goofy lately. I don't know what's going on because I've been seeing you guys have been liking the show, but there, the little bottom left-hand corner where it says uh, engagements, it counts it up. So I see 102 engagements, but I have not seen, because um, usually it gives me a list of people, like it'll say Oscar has given you uh, five likes, uh, Rietta has given you four likes, your wife has given you three likes, right? And it puts it in, you know, from the greatest likes to, uh, least, right? And it does like gold, silver, bronze, and then everything after that. I'm not seeing that. So it's very interesting. I don't know what's going on with Podbean, but Podbean has been acting a little goofy. So, all right, without further ado, remember, I have no rights to this song, but it is Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake, and this is for your listening pleasure and entertainment only. We don't profit over here. So have a great day or night, and we will see you back here possibly tomorrow morning. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on All from my city, all from my home We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I feel that hot blood in my body When it drops, ooh I can't take my eyes off of it Moving so phenomenally You more like the way we rock it So don't stop you when you
steadfast and we are uncompromising the enemy has crossed that line for the last time it is up to people like you and I to hold that line they've crossed the line way too many times and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it we gotta do this for God we gotta do this for our families we gotta do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show.
Don't forget to check out the website, www.hisheartline.com. And if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly, go to www.national-assembly.net. That's www.national-assembly.net. It's time to get active, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.